what is good ladies and gentlemen this is episode 17 of the beat with randall beatley i am your host randall beatley um i'm recording this a little bit differently than i traditionally would record um a podcast and when i mean normally i sit down at my desk and record this on my computer on a third-party platform and then import it directly into uh, excuse me um the anchor.fm which is the hosting site that i use which then i post the episode then it gets sent out on their website anchor.fm as well as spotify who is the parent company of anchor um however with this episode, I am actually not on my computer. I'm recording it on my phone. Um, same microphone that I typically use. I'm just rec- hooked it up to my phone, recording on my phone. Uh, one reason I'm doing that is, one, I just didn't want to sit down at my desk at the moment. I've been sitting all day. I'm actually walking around my living room recording this. Um, and two, it's to... to let you guys know this is literally how easy it is to use anchor.fm to record episodes right you don't have to record them on a third party i mean you can if you want you can edit them outside of the app if you want Uh, but literally all you need is a phone you don't even need a microphone like i i have an actual microphone that i bought from amazon um you can just use your phone and the microphone on your phone, and that will work just as well. I tend to like the way this microphone sounds better than my phone microphone. Um, I think this sounds a little bit clearer, um, so this is why I'm using that method. Um, today's episode, you know, this is supposed to be a sports podcast, right? And then episode 16 um, got removed. Not removed, excuse me. It did get removed. We'll tell that story in a minute. Episode 16 was about Roe v. Wade. I talked about that situation. Um, And and if you know, if you follow how I typically have done these podcasts, is I post live to Anchor, which sends it out to Spotify. And so you can listen to it on, listen to the audio on Anchor.fm. Search The Beat with Randall Beatley, and it'll pop up. Or search the same thing on Spotify, and it'll pop up. Um, The one thing I do dislike now that Spotify owns Anchor is they did, they used to, when I first started podcasting, me, my friend Cody, and my brother James, we used to do a wrestling podcast years ago, like five, six years ago when we first started, and um, Anchor was, was a private company not owned by Spotify and they did all the distribution to Apple and Google and all of that and when Spotify bought them out they took that feature away understandable um, but it's you could still manually do it it's just a lot of work and I prefer really for it to be on um, on Spotify only. I feel Spotify is going to be the home of podcasting in the future. 
um, as they completely change the game. Um, Anchor now allows you to do video podcasts, um, and so that's that's cool. I'm actually going to stop posting videos, and here's why. Episode 16 was about Roe v. Wade, correct? Um, so I post them on Spotify and Anchor.fm, and then I post it to YouTube. And the YouTube page, I'm, I got quite a beef with YouTube at the moment. Um, so I, I posted my Roe v. Wade video, and then the next day I posted on another channel where I post some rap songs or stuff that I do. Um, I posted a song that I wrote called Random Thoughts 4. Um, and within a period of 24 hours, um, so I posted the Roe v. Wade episode. The next day I posted the song on the other channel. About three days after I posted the song, I get a notification saying the Roe v. Wade video is being... Um, basically been flagged for misinformation and I was super confused, um, as to why, because the reasoning and what they said I was being mis, what I was misinforming people on was, was on, um, the election stuff, um, uh, spreading misinformation about the election. Um, at the, if you recall at the end of episode 16, I mentioned the movie 2000 Mules, um, and I... I recommended you guys watch it and made your own opinion, essentially, is what I... Now, I strongly suggest that you watch it because, you know, but for that... And so that was what flagged it, right? Within 24 hours of that, I got an email on my other account that my song was removed for misinformation. Now, I knew that song had a strong chance of being removed because I did blatantly say they stole the election. Um, and so I completely understand why that one was removed, but I was super confused as to why my Roe v. Wade video was taken down for misinformation about the election. I appealed both of them, right? I lost the one on the song like I figured I would, um, but I actually won the episode 16. I still will not upload any video, podcast, Um, It it was just a sign or reason for me to not put in all that extra work to record video-wise when more than likely this is how I'm going to record from now on is through my phone. All that to say is that video podcast episode 16 is back up on YouTube if you want to watch video, but that will be the last episode that will be uploaded to YouTube. Um, As far as I'm concerned, the only thing I'm really going to use... YouTube now for is I have a YouTube TV account um, and I only use them because I feel they offer the best product when it comes to to streaming Um, because like FUBU is nice but FUBU is designated if you're actually like that's more for if you're actually going to watch every sporting event that's televised and that is not at all what I watch TV for. I watch my teams. I may watch, you know, another random game if I'm, if I, but I don't sit there and watch every single game of every single team. 
like some sports fans do. Um, anyway, just catch all that up, right? But So YouTube TV is the only thing I will use from from uh, YouTube. I get their parent-owned by Google, so I do use Google. Um, and Gmail, to me, is the best email app out there, email uh, um, uh, account that you can have. I don't like Yahoo. I don't like Hotmail. Uh, Outlook, I think is actually what it's called now. Um, and I'm sure there's other ones. But Gmail is my favorite. Um, though I might need to create a new Gmail account because I'm tired of all the spam messaging. Um, anyway, this episode is also going to be political in, in nature. Um, I've thought about this. We're approaching midterms. These midterms are important. And I want this to be a show that's, you know, my opinion on world issues, whether it's in the world of sports, whether it's in the world of politics, religion, whatever it is. Um, I'm going to, tr- there's a lot of sports content left to be made. Um, and what I might actually do, to be honest, um, I haven't completely made a decision yet, but what more than likely will happen is the podcast itself will be where I stream um, or, or post about the political world and then I'll probably go live on Facebook every now and then um, to talk about the sports stuff. Um, so with that being said, we are going to talk about what everyone else and their mother probably recorded a podcast about today. Um, and that is the Texas school shooting. I'm not even going to try to pronounce that city name. Um, Uval, oh, oh, I see, I'm already going to mess it up. Uh, but you, know, you guys know what I'm talking about. I think it's, what is it, Bar, Bar Elementary School? Um, in Texas, um, and, and, and so, but I'm going to do this, um, in a different way than you've probably, if you listen to podcasts, I don't know, I don't listen to podcasts, that's the thing, like, I like to make podcasts, but I hate listening to podcasts, um, especially podcasts where, like, they say things that I don't agree with. And then I have to sit there and listen to them, like, or, you know, like, I would listen to the Mac, the Pat McAfee show. I love Pat McAfee, but I don't have three hours every day to just, like, sit there and listen to him be crazy and, and stupid. And, I mean, he says some insightful things, but I don't have three hours every day to, to sit there and watch it or listen to it. Like, that's a lot of time in my day to just to, right... Um, I do like to give my opinion though, but what I assume a lot of these podcasts are going to be that will come out in the next couple weeks about this issue. What I assume they're going to be is if it's a right wing, they're going to try to politicize it, um, in a way to, you're either going to have your extreme right wing views that say, I mean, I've already seen people post this that they felt that this was sort of 
planned by the government or um, uh, only being highlighted as a way to try to take guns. You're going to have those people. Um, And then you're going to have on the left, right, you're going to have the people who are going to use this issue as a means to try to create more gun control. Um, I don't want to politicize this issue. It's already been politicized. I'm going to bring up what I believe shouldn't be political questions, but are more so common sense questions. Um, So the first um, thing I'll say is both sides are politicizing this. I I don't want, like, everyone to just sit here and say, oh, the only side politicizing this issue is the left, because that's not true at all. The right will try... The right may not outright come out and try to politicize this, but they're going to try to use this for their own political gain in some way, shape, or form. Whether it's jumping and attacking, right? And and immediately, you know, this made Twitter news and conservatives and liberals alike retweeted or quote tweeted the the news report and, and had to put in their say. And I'm guilty as much as anybody else of this. I mean, I've made posts... Already yesterday, I've made posts today about it, um, um, and the only fact that I know about this issue that's a hundred percent fact is that this is a pure act of evil. Right? This is a pure act of evil. You can't condone this. You have to condemn the evil nature behind this. Um. For someone to walk into an elementary school and to set fire to kids whom you pro- you probably knew was a smaller town, um, but to set fire and fire a weapon on kids who have done nothing to you, right? This is a weird circumstance because you had an 18-year-old kid who, who's, let's not make him a kid, an 18-year-old adult who tried to do, he, he did an adult crime, right? So th- let's, first off, let's not try to make this sound like this guy is, you know, some kid who just found a gun. No, he was 18 years old. He was an adult. He, he made a decision to slaughter innocent elementary age school kids. Um, so this is, this is, there. I've seen posts say there's no words to describe. And you're right, there is no words to describe it. Other than this was just pure evil. This is straight from the heart of Satan. That's what this is. Um, and again, we should allow the, the, the community, um, this small town. Again, I, I'm not even going to try to pronounce the name because I'm going to butcher it. Um, we should allow them the respect, the community, the families affected, the school, the teachers affected. We should allow them the courtesy to mourn for much longer than 24 hours before we put them on the news, right? And that's where the media pisses me off about this, right? Because I'm, I'm a conspiracy guy. I'm all for a good conspiracy, right? Um... And so my conspiracy isn't, oh, the government sent this guy into the school. And this was my conspiracy with, with you know, Sandy Hook as well. 
Um, I wasn't full Alex Jones, even though Alex Jones said he was wrong in, in what he said. Um, I understand what he said at the time was dangerous. Um, and it was dangerous and, and reckless what Alex Jones did say about Sandy Hook. Um, I've heard it. I didn't actually believe it at the time when he said it. Um, that, you know, it was a planned staged event that didn't actually happen. You know, I looked into it in that point of view. And maybe for like a brief like day or so, maybe could could have seen his side. But I don't think that's the conspiracy. I don't think the government has to do that. To, to, to send a person into a school to shoot it up. All you need to do is allow human evil to take over and then highlight specific acts that are of, of evil, right? Because we highlight when a gunman goes into a school and, and plows down kids. That is evil. That should be, we, we should highlight that. I'm not against it. But why is the national news, why is CNN not covering Chicago? Where this happens, not in a school per se, but where innocent people die daily in Chicago from gun violence. Um, and so we should, we should respect the community enough to give them the time to mourn before we use them as the political point. Like that was the thing with the Parkland shooting. In Florida a few years ago where we got David Hogg from. Where like they were immediately on air trying to push an agenda. Days after it happened. Um, and that in and of itself. Is the conspiracy. That's my conspiracy. That the media doesn't care about these people. They just care about using their story, their agenda through their news program. Um, and so I'm not going to cover it like mainstream media news. I'm not going to cover it like podcasters will cover it where they you know, try to push their agenda. I'm going to cover what I believe are common sense questions that should be asked um, and then offer what I believe are common sense solutions. Um, I think we all can agree whether you're on the right or the left, that this is getting tiresome. That seeing schools get shot up year after year after year is getting tiresome. Where, where we differ is how do we fix, what's the solution? Well, the solution is not gun control. It is not stricter gun laws. Um, this, and again, I'll, I'll give my solutions. And what I think the issue is and why this continues to happen. But to the people on the left, I'm going to speak to you for a moment. Let's just say you're right. And we do need stricter gun control. Let's say we implement stricter gun control. Um, and, you know, there's stricter policies. What, what, so my first question is, what do you propose we do? I think that's a common because because here's what I see on the right and the left, but more so on the left on this issue. They highlight the problem, which is a true problem, and it needs a solution. But they highlight the problem, but most don't offer solutions. And then when they do offer solutions, and I question them again as to okay, well, 
show me this will work. They don't have an answer for it. So I'm assuming the number one solution that would be said by a lefty, for someone who, who is a Democrat or a leftist or whatever you want to call yourself, if you believe in gun control, my first question is, what is your solution? What do you propose we institute? What new law? Because um, what things you're going to tell me are either, one, already on the books in, in a lot of places, but aren't being enforced, or two, um, will not hinder someone from committing a crime. So, you know, background, uh, stricter background checks. Um, well, we do background checks. In fact, if I understand how most places are, most places require like a three-day holding period. Um, unless you're going to like a private sale, right? Now, th- now, here's the thing. We had this 18-year-old kid here who walked in with de- uh, definitely a long rifle, which he was legally allowed to purchase in the state of Texas at 18, he was legally allowed to purchase that. Um, and it's potentially possible that he, w- he was brandishing a pistol. Now, it is illegal in the state of Texas for an 18-year-old kid. An 18-year-old could not walk into a gun store and buy a, a handgun. Because you can't purchase those in a lot of places to your 21. Pretty sure that's how it is in North Carolina where I live as well. You have to be 21 or older to buy a handgun. And you could buy like a rifle or a shotgun at 18. Um, either way, in most states, I'm, I don't know how it is in Texas. Um, but in most states that I do know, it is um, illegal to conceal carry without a permit. Um and there's only a few states, like I know North Carolina where I live, I know our laws, that we are an open carry state. Um, you can carry openly, um, but you can't conceal without a permit, right? Um, so what laws, lefties, do you propose that aren't already on the books but just not being enforced? Do you propose that will stop a criminal... From committing a crime. Because I'm going to use Chicago again. In Chicago, it's a city with one of the... One of, if not the strictest gun control laws in the country. That has the highest rate of gun crime. Because criminals do not listen to laws. That's sort of what it means to be a criminal. Right? Right? So implementing newer laws, all that's going to institute is they're going to go to the black market. They're going to they're going to use, you know, because there's a little um, tidbit if you're in Texas. If you go to a private gun show at 18 years old, you can buy a pistol. So you don't even have to go to a gun store, and that's a good thing. I really do think. I don't. I I think that's a good thing. I think people should be able to brandish. Please don't think that I'm, at in any way, saying we need stricter gun control. I think we need less gun control. Um. What we need, and again, we don't know many facts about this person, so I don't know if maybe the FBI um, knew about him. In most cases, that's the case. 
is that th- there have been reports to local police departments or to the, F- the, the FBI or the State Bureau of Investigations or something to where this person, you know, has been reported and they didn't take it seriously. And then months, weeks later, he shoots up a school. That was the case, I'm pretty sure, of the Parkland shooter. That was the case. There was a shooting. Um, where was it at? I believe the Buffalo shooting that just happened in Buffalo in, in the grocery store. I believe they had reports on him. So a lot of this is government incompetency. You want the government to add more laws and to show that they're more incompetent? Um... And so that's my first and really the most important and really only question I have for guys on the left. What do you propose? What are your solutions? How, how, how can you prove that new laws, right, adding new laws on the books will stop a criminal from walking into a school and doing something he planned to do, right? Because new laws do not stop criminals, right? That's common sense. That's a common sense question. What do you propose, and will it actually solve the problem, um, or is it going to just, you know, because, like, like, what do you propose? Because, because a lot of people propose we need stronger gun control, but don't propose actual solutions. And so I'm asking, what are your solutions that you propose? Because I have solutions. But first, let me explain to you what I think the biggest problem is. Why do these Why do these people who shoot up grocery stores or churches or schools, why do they go to these places? Because they're vulnerable. They have signs that say this is a gun-free zone or no guns allowed on the premises. And they know, for the most part, this place is vulnerable. I won't be shot back at police response time unless there's a cop or a group of cops on scene already or nearby police response time will be 10 to 20 minutes which in the case of shooting up a shopping center or a church or a school that's a lot of time um and so they know that more than likely they can go and kill mass amount of people without being shot back um, so that's, that's the issue. So my first common sense solution is remove gun-free zones. Now, let's be realistic. That doesn't mean everyone should brandish a gun in Walmart. If you do, that's fine. I'll give an example. I was in Food Lion the other day. Um, I was checking out, um, and it's an open carry state in North Carolina, as I said, and this guy had a gun on his hip. Openly, everyone could see it. And now, my gut reaction was like, that's a gun, isn't it? And that's typically a reaction of someone who's, a, you know, you know, anti-gun. Because typically, someone who's for gun control, when they see a civilian actually using their Second Amendment right and open carrying, I've actually seen this before where someone complained in a restaurant that I worked at that someone was open carrying a gun and went up to one of the managers and said she didn't feel comfortable with them open carrying in the restaurant. And there was nothing we can do. There was nothing we could do with that situation. Um, 
because it is an open carry state, um, and you know they actually called our district manager and asked, should we kick that person out? And they said no. I mean, it's an open carry state. We're not going to refuse service because right. Um, anyway, um, so so the immediate like for a split second, I was like, that's a gun. But I am someone who I don't own any weapons as of now. I didn't grow up around guns. I've shot a few times, but I'm just not a big like gun enthusiast. Um, like if you ask me anything about guns, I would not know literally nothing about them, um, unless I were to Google search things about them. But, um. And that is a choice, but I believe that if you want to own a gun and to carry a gun, you should, you have that right, absolutely. But then the second thought that hit right after, like it was like a split second, that's a gun, and I and I and I and I did that to identify. Okay, let's just double check, like what's that on his hip? Okay, it's a gun. Cool. Um, I think that's a normal human reaction, um, especially when. You have cell phone holders that look like gun holsters, um, and cell phones are getting bigger and bigger and bigger, right? You can see how a cell phone can be misrepresented as a gun. Like, I could see that, right? And so I looked, and I looked, and I was like, okay, yep, that's a gun. And then the second thought is, cool, if this foot lion was just so happened to, you know, get shot up, that guy's got a gun, and I'm praying and hoping that, it, that he'll actually use it. Like the second question that I that I had in my head was, I should walk up to him and say, "Hey, if we were about to get shot up, would you actually use your weapon? Um, if not, why do you have it?" That's the that's the the third question that would that went through my head. And then I said, "Well, you know, I'm safe, right? I would prefer to be in a, in a store with people with guns that are good and won't hurt me than just in case someone who does have a gun." with the intentions of hurting me, came into the store, right? Um, so, my first solution, allow guns on the premises. That doesn't mean that, and again, that, that like students wouldn't be able to brandish. Now, in college, they would be able to, and I think they should. I think college-age students, right, and there's a difference between a college, like, I remember uh, I wasn't a student at the time at UNCC, uh, but when UNC Charlotte got shot up um, a few years back, like, I used to be a student at UNCC, like, two semesters before that, um, before I dropped out of college. And so, I mean, that school, I mean, at a given time, you have to think four, five, six thousand people maybe are on the campus at a given time. I don't know how many students they actually have. Um, but I mean, you got to think of, at, at any given time, you probably have over a thousand people on the campus, whether in class or in the dorms or in the parking lots, you know, leaving, coming in, right? You got to think that at some point, at every point of the day, you have at least a thousand, if not more people de- at a time on the campus. Um, and so, and it's, UNCC is, and most college campuses are large area, like 
100 acres, 50 acres, you know, large pieces of of property with multiple buildings. I would be, I I think it's a wonderful idea to allow college-age students to open carry on school premises. Um, I think they should have to let teachers and uh, definitely the teachers know and definitely like the faculty, hey, I'm going to, you know, put you know, I'm going to be brandishing my gun while I'm on campus. I think that, I mean, they should, uh, you know, do that. Absolutely. You don't want, you don't, you know, you don't want unaccountable people. You know, you don't want people unaccountable brandishing a deadly weapon. Um, but it should definitely be allowed and be an option. Um, because it, it, all it takes is one person, right? All it takes is one person to to come in with the intent to harm and let's just use the UNCC shooting let's say in the classroom he was in right that there was a person uh, in that classroom that had a weapon who only had it just in case he was you know maybe you know just in case someone tried to threaten him and right and that that's the purpose of, you know, open carrying, right? Is to say, hey, I have a gun, don't mess with me. Or even with concealed carrying is if you met, right? The cool thing about concealed carry is they don't know you have a gun. Um, and so if they do try to mess with you that's, you, that's your element of surprise. But let's just say that people were allowed to conceal carry on campus. And he pulled out his gun and went to go shoot up the school. And you had another kid in that class that had a weapon and was able to shoot him to stop any more further shooting. Let's just say the guy pulled out his gun, you know, maybe let off three or four rounds, and the guy, the good guy with the gun turned around, right? And and, and I know the left is going to be like, well, good guys with guns don't always work. But they do in a lot of situations. Um but let's use another common sense. Um, so the first one is remove guns, gun-free zones, allow students, especially on college campuses, see the difference between a college and a high school c- campus, right, is, you know, high school, you, it's a confined space. There's only, you know, 1,200 people at a time, right? It's illegal for most people under 18, who, which are high school-age students, to, to, to brandish a weapon anyway. Um, and so in high school, middle schools, elementary schools, and this would be solution number two, is allow faculty to be armed. Now, it doesn't have to be all of them, um, but it should be, you know, I, I propose three to four, maximum six teachers and faculty members who are trained um to use a weapon and, you know, psych evaluations. Uh, and, and, and and how you regulate that, that's up to, I, to me, you, you leave that up to the individual states. You know, if, um, and even at a smaller level to the individual schools within the county. Um, so, um, you know, if one, let's just say Rob Elementary, we'll use them. Let's say that a teacher... You know, let's, I don't know how many students they had, but let's just say they had four teachers with weapons, and let's just say they regulated by the teachers 
you know, every summer have to go get um, a psych evaluation. Um, that every three, you know, every three years or how many ever years they have to go take a tr- retake a training course and retake being certified by the state of Texas or whatever state you live in, right? To um, and then you know all the details of their their gun permit and all of that have to be on on the school. Um, and you know, every gun that they consider bringing, you know, cause you know, a lot of times, you know, people who own guns own multiple firearms and maybe one day wants to use one gun and then the next day use the other gun or whatever. Now I'd say if you're a teacher that if I was at school, provide the teachers who volunteer to be armed with a gun safe that they keep in their desk um, where the gun will can be put after hours or they carry it with... I would prefer actually for them to be able to carry it with them just so someone doesn't break into... You know, but all, the, all those small details can be figured out by individual states, individual counties, right? How many teachers... What, what type of requirements are we going to have, right? You could figure that out at the individual school level. But the idea of having armed teachers, people think that's crazy. But if, if, a, if a criminal with a gun walks into a school where he knows that he will be fired upon, he is less likely to actually walk into that school or to that store, right? Imagine if Walmart had armed employees and you and, and the shooter didn't know which employees were the armed employees. Right? Right? So the logistics of all of that of arming teachers and arming employees and stuff, that can be figured out by individual companies, individual schools, whatever. But remove gun free zones. Allow teachers to be armed. I mean that's that's a common sense solution. Second, as well as arming teachers Armed security, right? Armed security. One entrance point that leads into the... And a lot of schools are actually doing the one entrance point, um, kind of. Um, You have a door. I would have a um, security guard at the door who, with a metal detector, and I know that's sad that you would need metal detectors to walk into school. Um, But I'll just use my high school. You could walk in the front, or like the buses drop off in the back of the school, and the car riders got dropped off in the front of the school. There were two points of entrances, and those the back of the school doors, for as far as I understand, were unlocked for most of the day, if I understand it correctly. The front of the school doors were uh, were locked. But I don't know if the back of the school doors were. Um, I didn't try to let you know break out or anything, but. One point of entrance. None of these, um, you know, side doors. Like we had, like a side door for, um, like gym and stuff. Like right behind the door, right behind the locker rooms, um, we had a side door. Now it locked when it shut from the outside. Like it was locked from the outside. But even still, that's a point of entrance that isn't monitored as much, right? Point of entrance, front of the school that leads into the office with a metal detector and a security guard. Um, right? And if somehow they get past that, um, and I would say private security. 
police force is fine, but that's a that that thins out the police force um, that we already have. So I'd say private security, two, three guards, right? You have one watching the front door, the front office, um, throughout the school day, and one or two that monitor the school, right? Um, and that's all you need for, for, for the day, right? Um, and, right, so, like, these are common sense solutions. Armed security, armed cops, armed teachers, no, like, a gun, no gun-free zones allow guns on the premises of these places. And, they, you know, this will stop criminals from committing crimes. If they know they're going to get caught... Right, they're not going to do their plan at that area. Um, ultimately, um, it's to recognize that human beings, by nature, are evil, are sinful people, and ultimately, a lot of this is the destruction of the culture. Um, we've removed now. We've removed. Um, God from the equation in most people's lives. If you noticed, a lot of these people who shoot up schools, if you go back to Columbine, um, were atheists or agnostics and hated God, had some issue with uh, Christians. A lot of the times they go after the Christians. Um, in the school, um, you look at, you know, even Sandy Hook, the dude was out of his mind deranged looking. He definitely, now I don't know for certain if he was religious or not, but by the looks of it, it didn't look like it. You know, the guy in Aurora who shot up the movie theater during Batman, you know, the, y'all know, he played insane, right? Um, which I think is a cop-out, um, but the bigger cop-out is now these people just turn the guns on themselves, um, instead of facing jail time. Anyway, um, we've removed God from institutions. Now, I'm not sitting here saying, oh, we've removed God from the schools. This is why bad things happen. I'm not going to sit here and say that that's the reason these kids got shot was because we removed prayer from school. No. We removed prayer from from the family. This 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 goes back to the family and the family unit. We're trying to destroy the family. Ultimately, edu- your, the education, how a, a person behaves is up to the family. How are they raised? Um, and there were definitely red flags in this guy and the shooter in the, this Texas attack. Um, and... They were missed by everyone. Now I'm assuming he, he... I'm going to assume a lot of these shooters had good upbringings, but maybe they didn't. But I'm just saying a lot of times it starts at home. right? We don't need God in the schools. right? We don't need to have a, a universal prayer time. That should be at, at home. We don't need the entire school to, to say the Pledge of Allegiance and to say the Lord's Prayer at the beginning of the day. Right, because it's not the school's responsibility to to be their religious teacher. That should be the parents' job, right? So that's not an issue. Um, if it, right, that's not an issue. Um, we need to institute 
the the love and the concern for right for for godliness back into our nation. Um, we're more concerned with animals and whether or not you know we save the environment than how we treat each other. There's so much division and hate in this country. Um, so I think we need to allow the community to heal. I think we need to evaluate ourselves. I think the scariest thought that anyone can ever have is that could have been me who did that crime. That could have th- that same nature, that same sinful heart. If I'm not a believer in Jesus could have been me. If I'm not a believer in Jesus, right? I have that same sinful nature. Right? That that could have been me. Right? So, I'm sad to hear that the shooter died. The he, on an eternal level. I'm happy he was neutralized, the threat was neutralized before more people were hurt. And bravo to that courageous border patrol agent who, 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 who shot and killed him. Um, but, ultimately... We uh, we do have an issue. We do have a problem. I don't believe it's a gun problem. This is not the gun's fault. I think we are wicked human beings. We don't understand how evil we truly are. And a lot of people are playing out in, this, in these last days their wicked desires. We have, we're a culture that stands for the complete annihilation, the complete genocide of of life in the womb that applaud abortion right these same people who have applauded the murder of children in the womb are now upset as uh, are now upset at the murder of children in the school and they should be upset at both i'm upset at both I'm not saying that you shouldn't be upset that children lost their lives. You should be majorly upset. This is nothing but an act of evil. And I'm not God. Praise God that I'm not. Because that's an easy decision to me. He, There is a special, special place in hell for anyone who thinks it's a good idea to hurt children. Um, but... I mean, I don't know what else to say. I'll, I'll emphasize my question again. I think it's a common sense question. Li- liberals, Democrats, lefties, what are your solutions? How do we end this? How do, you, how do you propose that we fix this issue? What law do you propose we, in, we, we, we put on the books that is not already on the books but just not being enforced? Because if we enforce the laws that we had and we focused on as a culture getting back to, to morality, we've removed morality and, and, and respect for each other out of our culture. Um, if we focused on that, then I think, uh, 
I think people would understand, like, like, like there would actually be change in our culture if we if we focused on things like that. Um, that is this episode of the Beat uh, with Randall Beatley. I am Randall Beatley. Let me guys know what you think with that ep- uh, with this episode. And uh, again, it doesn't mean much. I understand people are gonna oh thoughts and prayers. My thoughts and prayers do go out to that community, the whole state of Texas, but particularly for this community, for the parents affected, um, for the school, for the children there um, who who weren't shot or who are still battling for their lives. Um, that's a sad situation. Uh, thoughts and prayers do go out to them. Um, and ultimately, we are... You know, when you recognize that we are in the last days, and I'm not going to try to preach on this, um, uh, but we don't know the time or the day, but the signs keep showing we are, it, it's close. And when you recognize that, like, I can't help but scream, come Lord Jesus, come. Because um, I'm ready, I'm ready to go. Right? Not, and, and I don't say that in like, oh, I'm depressed, I'm going to go off myself type of way. But I'm ready to end this craziness. I'm ready to go to a perfected state. Um, it's something that I yearn for. Um, look, and and again, like I said, thank God I'm not God. Because I have a lot of sin in myself that, you know, I am no better. And that's the thing. We can judge, or I don't want to say judge, we can condemn this guy's actions. But at the end of the day, if you are not a believer in Jesus, when you stand before him on the last days, Salvador Ramos, the guy who committed this terrible act, or um, the two guys who did the Columbine shooting, or um, Dylan Roof, who shot up the church in Spartanburg, um, or, um, you know, all the, any of these school shooters, right? They're going to stand before God, and I'm going to assume most of them are, you know, were living in sin, not believing in God, um, you know, unrepentant people, right? And if you're of the same category, but you're a good person, you're going to stand before God just as any of these mass murderers, right? And you're going to have the same result, guilty, right? So none of us are able to judge this guy. We can condemn his actions. You know what? Murdering children, there's a special place in hell for you. There's also a special place in hell for those who lie and cheat and disobey God's command to repent and believe in the gospel. Right? So we're no better off. Right? Again, this all comes down to we got to put God back in, in, in into our country. That's 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 what I believe. We need to put God back into our country and into our culture. Again, thank you guys for listening. This has been another episode of The Beat with Randall Beatley. I'm Randall Beatley. I thank you guys for listening, and I will see you on the next episode.